Hello? Cody. What? We need to talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Does whatever a spider can. spider <laughs> What up, webheads? We're going to offer some corrections before this episode even starts. Not really corrections. This is called We Record Our Episodes uh, Far in Advance, and Spidey likes to break news. Um, and yeah. there are some things we talk about specifically on this episode that new news has come out about. So mm -hmm. we're going to hit that right here. Um, so this is the pre-Daily Bugle from the future. Um, right. So. Uh, special edition. What, what can we call this? Special edition. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Special edition. That's what they call them, yeah, right? Daily Bugle, extra, special extra, edition. Daily Bugle Extra. Yeah. yeah. Daily Bugle Extra. extra, extra. Read all there about it. Go. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you guys will hear us talk about uh, Alfred Molina being rumored for uh, Spider Man yes. No Way Home. Yes. I believe Kelly. Now confirmed. I believe that yeah, Kelly had corrected us and said, I don't think that that's been. Um, officially announced but now right. and it still hasn't by disney but alfred molina has broken his silence about it uh returning to the character um yes 12 yes. years older now or however right but it is supposedly taking place immediately after the events of spider-man 2 like for his character which, which is confusing what does that mean <laughs> no idea what that means but he is in no way home so he, i have he, seen some oh go ahead I have seen some leaks that kind of indicate what this movie will be about to the point where like I felt mm -hmm. like I had seen what the movie is going to be. I'm not really going to talk about them. I need to stop looking at leaks because sometimes they're fake and it's annoying, but then like sometimes I think they're fake like Game of Thrones season eight and then or it the turned, Rise, or of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And they were, I fully knew what those were before going in. But I keep like in moments of boredom, oh, I'll go check and see if there's leaks and then being like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Um, us on this one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 we use swear words on this one. Um, we use swear words on this one. So, Alfred Molina did say uh, that he was worried about the physicality of this role being like 17 years older but that the right. arms do all the work was like sort right. of what he said. Yeah. Now Doc Ock, Otto Octavius in Spider-Man 2 died. Do we think yeah. there's a chance that these arms are carrying around the dead body and no, fully operating no, on their I own? I don't. I, I don't either. No, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so. But and it would be insane um, to bring Alfred Molina to just- <laughs> Just do that. Hang there. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's keep going. We have a lot of extra, extra. Yeah. Um, so the other thing we found out was Spider-Verse 2 has its directors. Really excited um, about this one. One of those is uh, Kent Powers, who co-directed Soul and is the writer of One Night in Miami. Which both um, of those movies rule. Um, both of those movies are and very good. Soul is up the there other... with Spider Verse as like one of those movies that gets me like so excited about the future of animation and like what it can yes. be. So that bringing I that agree. energy into Spider Verse two, uh, really excited about that. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's also being co-directed by Joaquim Dos Santos and Justin K. Thompson. I do not know their work as well, but I I, think I believe they come from like Avatar from and Legend of Korra is kind of their 
their thing. Yes, that's where Dos Santos comes from. And then uh, Thompson worked as the production designer for the first Spider-Verse movie and worked yeah. on both Cloudy with a Chance and Meatball movies. Yeah. Um, so, so that seems exciting. like we're seems like we're in good hands for Spider-Verse too. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about sp- more Spider-Verse stuff. Um, speaking about the world of Spider-Verse, you'll hear us talk about it later. Disney and Netflix, they signed, not Disney and Netflix, Sony and Netflix signed a deal where um, Netflix would get the pay one window of um, Sony new releases starting in 2022. That's confusing jargon, but that basically means when a movie's out of theaters, it'll go to Netflix. There has now been a new deal signed between Disney and Sony where after that 18 months of pay one window is up, all those movies from 2022 to 2026 will go on Disney's platform. So that includes Disney Plus, Hulu, Freeform, Mm -hmm. FX, Nat Geo was included for some reason. Don't know what they're going to put on Nat Geo, but something, I guess. Nat Um, Geo is like a channel on Disney Plus. Like it's one of their categories, so... Well, but it's also a linear channel. Like it is a, so, so these like, um, freeform will be able to play Spider-Man movies or Jumanji movies or whatever. Like that's part of what this deal is. So they will get the movies after that for a certain amount of time. But basically it seems like until the deal is up, Disney plus will be its quote unquote permanent home. It's not permanent, but as long as the Mm. deal lasts, they will sit there and not move again. Um, which the yeah, other piece of I'm, that it's going to be good to have all our Spidey stuff in the same place that rules. Yes. The other piece of it, which I think we got incorrect about Netflix later in this episode, we thought Netflix was getting library content. They are not. Disney is getting old library content from Sony to put on its platforms. Uh, so old okay. Spider-Man I stuff. I didn't realize that until like right now. <laughs> so Yes. And here's the thing. It's a little confusing how they're wording everything, and I could mm-hmm. still be wrong. But the way that I understand it, after reading all the stuff last night, multiple articles, all that kind of stuff, Disney's getting library and after the pay one window, and then Netflix is getting pay one window, and that's it. And working with Sony to produce direct-to-streaming films. So not TV, just direct to streaming films. I think they're just going to like work on some stuff. But it, but it, that does not, we don't really fully know what it means for Spider-Man. My instinct is Spider. they're going to keep pushing Spider-Man towards Disney-related things. But they don't have to, so we will see. But the other piece of it that makes me think that it might happen, and now we are in... It's Daily Bugle, so we can have dubious, untrustworthy rumors. (laughs) But there has been some Morbius leaks that seem to indicate that the Sony universe is more connected to the MCU than it was previously thought and that they're going to move more and more and we've theorized that like mm-hmm. that's part I mean of Michael Keaton doing... is in the trailer as Vulture we so like Michael we Keaton. know we know yes. that but the thing that sort of came out this week spoiler alert skip ahead 15 seconds I guess uh, a blip yeah, happened apparently in the blip, the blip happens yeah yeah basically when he meets Michael Keaton Michael Keaton cracks a joke of his his uh his time served got shorter because <laughs> it's pretty funny 
Um, <laughs> but um, we'll see if that ends up being true. But it yeah. seems like more and more they're going to try and get those universes to continue to be connected. And we've theorized that's part of why mm-hmm. they're bringing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in. So Sony yeah. can use those Spider-Men to do things with. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we keep our boy uh, Tom Holland. But so I know this is a lot up front and you're going to hear us talk about stuff later, but we didn't want to like not hit this stuff that came out before the episode came out. And here's the thing. We're recording this, what, five days before the um, the episode comes out. So uh, if any news breaks, fuck it. We did the best we could, <laughs> you know, like if more spidey news comes out, you'll hear about it next month. Yep. So that's it. Cue the theme song. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, we need to talk about Spider-Man. We need to talk about Spider-Man. Welcome to We Need to Talk About Spider-Man, a podcast where we must talk about Spider-Man. I'm Chad. And I'm Cody. And uh, we're talking about Spider-Man every month. Uh, Specifically, right now, we're talking about Spider-Cinema with special guests, uh, we'll be talking about Spider-Man news and rumors from the World Wide Web. <laughs> and uh, this week, we're talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Um, but in order to do that, we need to be joined by a guest. Cody, do you want to introduce our guest this week? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize how much pressure I would feel in the moment. It's, it's a lot of pressure, and that's why I okay. vamped for a little bit last week. And okay. He called me out. And No, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. Just okay, free, here we go. Free. Here we go. <clears throat> Callie Smith. Callie Smith. Here's our guest. She's Callie Smith. She hosts a podcast about Star Wars and then writes film criticism, maybe also about Star Wars. Don't forget, also cosplay with Star Wars. <laughs> well, that, that was that was rough. But yeah, Callie Smith, ladies and gentlemen. It is, it is me, though. It's it is. Just everything is Star Wars, basically. So <laughs> I, I didn't become my brand, whether I like wanted a, to or not. Yeah, I didn't mean to make you sound like a one-trick pony, but uh, <laughs> when you're in the moment <laughs> and trying to rhyme wars, sometimes you gotta rhyme it with wars. Sometimes it's just gotta be wars over and over again. Yeah, I did exactly. notice you went Smith rhymes with Smith when you could have gone Sith, like a mm. Sith Lord. Mm. You know, there is a chance that in the future I do write them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could improv better, and so that we, we don't did spend in our the test next runs. like couple minutes punching mm-hmm. it back up again. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, do you want to go around too, or do we just want to move on? No, let's move on. It's okay. fine. I, I mean, Callie, how are are you happy with your introduction, or would you like a? Better oh one? yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I mean, on the Zoom call right now, I literally just came from being at a convention in Star Wars stuff, and I'm wearing a Mando jersey. So yeah, I oh, mean, oh yeah, tracks. Did you tracks? Uh, were you in cosplay before? Yes, I was. I was Kyloing today. Kyloing over the weekend. I had also been Matt, the radar technician, and Ben. Uh, I just been fun. swapping between my Kylos like I do. Right, like, right. You know, yeah. Adam Driver wouldn't have been a horrible Spider-Man. No, he would have been a very big Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, very tall, <laughs> too very large. Tall too large for Spider-Man. Too large. I'd like but him he, to be in the Spider-Man world, but I don't yeah. know that I'd cast him as... He could be a Harry or a Harry, Norman Harry if for he's sure. older. 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he could always be a good villain, but that's yeah. just because yeah. that's what he does. It's right. Sandman. <laughs> he's got kind of a Sandman build. Yeah. 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 The physical. It's like big brick house of a dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Do we think he he will ever be in the Marvel universe? Good I question. He <laughs> likes doing Noah Bombax stuff now. He, he yes. He well, did just come off Ridley of Star Scott. War. He's doing two Ridley Scott movies in a row. Mm-hmm. I think. What's he doing with Ridley Scott? He's doing the Last Duel, Last Duel which is Ben Affleck, is. Matt Damon, and it is it's like, like Knights. It oh, cool. is. It is a the way I kind of seen it pitched recently is like medieval Rashomon is with a vibe yeah, that's go, what that's going good to for. me. Okay. No, I, I'm I really into it. I'm really excited. I know the it. log line that has been mentioned seems like it could be dicey, but I yeah. kind of think it'll be solid whenever i heard like the rashman thing get tossed around recently i was like all right now i'm on board even with the diciness of the plot and then the next one is the gaga one where he's been eating the cookies yes 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 (laughs) yes yes. okay that's ridley scott yeah Yeah. i'm pretty sure right the house gucci is ridley scott yeah it's him too yeah all right cool oh back to back i mean i guess if you're making pandemic movies stick with the same director you know Yeah. Uh, yeah well last duel was finished it's, so it's I guess wild. Was... I mean, the thing is with him is he hasn't stopped. Like he right. immediately did Last Duel, then he did some other movie called like 65 and okay. something else. And now he's doing House of Gucci. And I'm like, hey, homeboy, it's a yeah. pandemic. You can stop for a second. <laughs> like, Everyone it's okay. else taking a break. Like, it truly I, feels insane chill. to make entertainment during a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> right? Like, it just yeah, feels like, like an insane thing to do. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, it's fine. But but we all ran out of uh, you know office and friends episodes to watch. They gotta make more. Remember Tiger yeah. King? Yeah, remember Tiger King. That was ago. that was a thing. <laughs> it happened. Um, I I I think that Adam Driver probably will not be in the MCU dot 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 for a while. But I also thought yes. Oscar Isaac wouldn't immediately sign up for a franchise right. and he signed up for two franchises and one of them is essentially with a, the same company with him doing Moon Knight, which yeah, I saw some fight choreography for uh, Moon Knight. It looks, it, it looks, looks pretty cool. Good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty um, violent for Disney Plus too. Like I was kind of yeah. Surprised. Moon Knights. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of turn, but to me, the one thing I know about Moon Knight is he rips off a dude's face. Like oh. it's a big point in the comic. He rips off a dude's face, and everybody is like, "Moon Knight, you're maybe getting too violent." <laughs> <laughs> This is just no, one I, dude's I face, or this, this is like his go-to move. No, 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 no. He just rips off one particular okay. dude's face and like shows it to. I don't. It was the two thousands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, edgy. You know, we had to be edgy. Um, um, but this is not a podcast about Moon Knight, at least not yet. Maybe Moon Knight will not take. Not yet. He Spider-Man shows up in Spider Man. It's, it's but, about Spider Man. So, Callie, we mm-hmm. typically ask guests what their um, experience and what their love of Spider Man is like. Uh, we have a lot of spider nerds on the podcast. Um, <laughs> how did you become a spider nerd? Um, I, you know, the funny thing is I was after listening to the first episode, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, surely it was just seeing the movie. And then I realized, no, I read like in the Sunday comics, they always had every Sunday, the like Spider-Man thing, which sometimes didn't even necessarily really follow chronologically, but I would still read it every week and be like, huh. I, I feel like I've missed something, but uh, cool, you know. That's what um, comic reading was always like as a kid in general. Like, yeah. it just always felt like there were a million gaps, but I just didn't care because it was yeah. Spider-Man or whatever it was. And, and I, I loved, 
I loved reading those and I wanted to like get into the comic books, but those always felt like so inaccessible to young Callie because I would just mm-hmm. walk into a comic book store and be like, there are 25 different Spider-Man series. Right. I don't know what's going on. Especially um, in the 90s, there were like seven yeah. running at one time and they would sometimes cross over with each other, but then a lot of times they wouldn't. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I would walk into a comic book store thinking like, oh yeah, I am a nerdy child. This should be a blast. And I would leave going, I have no idea what anything was in there and I'm mm-hmm. lost. I still feel so, that way going into comic book stores. It's so overwhelming. Yeah, it's true. Truly. It's, I mean, even with something I really love and follow a lot like yeah. Star Wars, I walk into the Star Wars section and I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Remind so. me to talk to you afterwards about High Republic and ask you about any of that because I read yeah. that and I'm obsessed. Um, but Spider-Man. Um, yeah, it, I, 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 the advice I think I give people for comics is you kind of just have to pick a start, starting point and yeah. realize that like you're not, there's years and years and years of history. You're just not going to get it. But as you read, the things will be reintroduced or recontextualized and you'll kind of figure everything out from there. You just kind of have to, I mean, it's always good to start with an event of sorts, especially a resetting event of sorts. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man though, having ultimate Spider-Man, like, you know, that yeah, is always beneficial because, you know, that, that was one easy jumping off. I didn't read all of that. Like you, you read all of the ultimates in general, right? Yes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which I definitely didn't do that, but I read a lot of ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. It's good. So that, those were, I think my first comics I really started reading were those. So, so Callie, would you say Spider-Man was like, was that the first superhero you were introduced to or? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it was definitely the first like superhero I saw via, you know, those Sunday comics, mm-hmm. but also definitely, you know, the movie was like probably one of the first superhero pieces of like, I don't know, media, like TV movies um, mm-hmm. that I took in, which is probably true for most people of our generation, I suppose. I think so. Mm-hmm. But I, I also remember, you know, seeing these movies in the theater and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it's, it's some of my earlier theater memories that still like stick with me. Um, I also remember watching the very first one. Like it was one of the first movies we watched in our basement when my dad finished making it like a home theater like yeah. with a projector <laughs> and stuff. I remember watching the first one with my grandparents and getting to the end and being like, oh God, I forgot how violent this is. And my Mm -hmm. grandparents are not on board. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had a similar thing with uh, this movie, Spider-Man 2. Um, I was obsessed with it when it came out, got the DVD and watched it all the time. I remember I brought it over to my grandparents' house just to watch it a millionth time, I guess. And uh, it was a scene with uh, Doc Ock, like, murdering all the doctors and surgeons uh my grandparents yeah. i think turned off the tv because they were like i don't want to watch this <laughs> we're done it's too far but, yeah i yeah. get it yeah that's so interesting i i think you're right kelly that for our generation spider-man just hits we had the we had the cartoon mm-hmm. show when we were like really little and then these shows as we started to grow up i don't think we were quite old enough the the x-men animated series like feels very like sophisticated like even as a kid i don't feel like i got into it all that much um but the spider-man show never felt like that but spider-man 
there's something about him that appeals to kids. Something that appeal, something about them, I would say, because it's even it's Spider Gwen, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. Miles, it's it's all of them. There's something about the Spider characters that kids can really like glom onto. I would say almost easier than anybody else. I, I mean, now you have like Baby Groot and like Rocket, <laughs> and I think some of those when they're like in the the cutesy forms, kids can really hop onto. But something about Spider Man, kids really. Graph. I, th- I think there's like an extra layer of like playfulness to the character mm-hmm. and vibe of Spider-Man that you don't really get with some of the other superheroes. Um, I mean, like I was literally just at a comic expo earlier today mm-hmm. and, you know, there was this kid that saw Spider-Man coming toward him running like in the, all the memes you see of Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> like at this child and like, you know, this kid just only had eyes for this Spider-Man, even though there's, you know, me, Kylo, just like down the way. He was right. like, I don't give a crap about Kylo. <laughs> Spider-Man's here making a silly, silly run at me. Um, you know, so there's just something really it's kind of like kind of has the same vibe as like Deadpool, but like Deadpool's too inappropriate for kids. Right. You know, exactly. like right. so like I think a- it's I think it's a combination of so many things. Like it's it it's obviously the fact that he is like a kid, you know, like he's he's younger than most of the like the Avengers or superheroes. And so he's got like uh, oftentimes he's got high school to deal with. I know now he's like a tech billionaire or whatever in the comics, but you know, no, not anymore. He's he's, he's oh, he lost all he his lost money. All the money. That's right, money. Yeah, he's um, back to the status quo. But no, he's like your every man, so he's relatable in that way. And kids also gravitate to a, a really cool costume with like bright colors, and they also mm-hmm. gravitate to like his humor. Like he jokes around, and he's not too overly serious. Uh, yeah. his hand motion when he's shooting webs is like fun to do and it's instantly iconic and yeah. fun i don't know well and i think like w- what spider-man mostly does on the side is just be a dude <laughs> you know like <laughs> tony stark is like a rich guy i'm <laughs> as a kid being like i don't know I'm captain america who like i really like a lot but he is a soldier which i am not so that bruce banner's the smartest scientist nope yeah i can relate to <laughs> spider-man kind of being a dude but at the same time he's a dude who is also a genius is also a really good photographer also like is dating models also like i mean he is a little uh, i aspirational i guess but he is just a little we forget how non-normal he is at times because he feels mm. so Th- those moments still feel very like genuine and like uh realistic if yeah. that makes sense yeah well and i mean even in these like Raimi movies even when he is you know finally getting with mary jane or whatever he's still struggling to pay the bills you know mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. still struggling totally. to get by yeah. and i think that is also i mean that's also part of i think why he resonates so much for people especially for our generation is like he reflects the weird journey into adulthood that like, you know, we're still trying to navigate, <laughs> you right, know, like right. in these Raimi movies, you see him go from high school where he's like Toby Maguire looking 28 in high school for some reason, yep. <laughs> all the way up until, you know, he's now struggling to get by in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of us are, you know, now rewatching these movies being like, yeah, I do be like that. <laughs> right. 
That is I really want to. I really want to dive into that more. The relatability of the different Spider-Mans. But let's press pause for now and take a trip to the Daily Bugle. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> um, for... Should we actually make a sound effect, or should we? Just I, keep you doing asked that? me that last time, and I was yeah. like, "Sure, Chad." I mean, yeah, but I also adored that sad trumpet <laughs> sound that Chad made. So. <laughs> Have you guys seen the TikTok girl who can do like the crazy yes. trumpet with her mouth? It is wild i'm gonna write down i'm gonna reach out to her and see if she'll do it (laughs) see if she'll do see if she'll do the spider-man theme as a trumpet (laughs) yeah um okay so daily bugle here are some news from um the spider world um so the first thing is the rap gifts of spider-man no way home did you see these callie i missed this no so okay, Chad, give us the TLDR. They finished filming uh, principal photography for Spider-Man No Way Home. And they all got like, was it a t-shirt or a jacket? Something like that. Like, I, a bag full of a couple matter. of things. Yeah. But on the t-shirt, um, there was a picture of Spider-Man in his suit, but it wasn't in his No Way Home, Far From Home, Homecoming suit. It was the Amazing Spider-Man suit. The like Amazing second Spider-Man. one. Mm. Right. One or uh, it was wasn't, it the sunglasses lenses? It wasn't was the it? sunglasses okay. one. It was the other one. Yeah, so the Amazing Spider-Man 2 oh. suit. And on some of the other gifts, they used the Raimi the font. font. Yeah, that's right. Huh. Interesting, Which right? lines up with some of the other rumors we've been hearing. Right, yeah. the rumors that those two are in it. Here's the thing. Could they just be messing around with that and just doing Spider-Man stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah it could be totally. embracing. Yeah. Do I still think that they're in it? I think so. I just think we're going to overhype ourselves to what their role is. And I think the role yeah. is actually very, very small. However, slash commas, etc. <laughs> I I do think that with some of the negotiations that we kind of heard rumored with Sony and Marvel that there might be a world where we keep Tom Holland in the MCU Spider-Man and they do make Raimi 4. I I saw mention of that on Twitter, not from any source, just I think Tobey Maguire was um, trending because of one of those, like, which Spider-Man's the best Spider-Man tweet, and then everyone tweets. Which happens once a week, yeah. 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 But people were talking about, like, that being a possibility, the Spider-Man four. I which think there I'm is here for it. Some language mm-hmm. in some of the things that they've talked about for future spider plans because they yeah. there is an agreement. Tom Holland's deal is up after No Way Home. He can re-sign a new deal. I think it's they happened would before. pay him for yeah. that. Um but his deal is up, but Marvel still has use of Spider-Man in at least one more movie. So that was the bare minimum, but it seems like that partnership has actually extended. And there was some language in something I was reading when that deal like came through that was like, we're thinking of new ways to incorporate the Sony-verse and the MCU so that they're not like an adjacent they're not a shared universe they're adjacent universe was kind of like the language they use so they like touch and reference 
but they don't necessarily connect. And they wanted Spider-Man. What they said specifically is they wanted Spider-Man to be able to be more involved in the Sony level of projects. Right. So if I'm extrapolating, it doesn't seem like it would be hard to imagine we get Raimi in for Multiverse of Madness. Maybe even Toby is in that movie. And then we have a old man. Not that Toby Maguire's that old, but I mean he's older. He'll be the oldest dude. on screen yeah. Spider-Man we've had. Yeah. There is also maybe a world where it is a Toby Peter to a Miles Morales and Sony. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. things they could do. Um, but it seems like there's potential that we may have multiple Spideys going at one time, which I think movies are still so scared about doing, but mm-hmm. DC is definitely dipping their toe in the water with, yeah. we could have three Batmans. And I mean, I we already have, okay. like Two we Jokers. did Leto Joker, Walking Joker, Leto Joker again. Leto Joker of. 2, which are different. <laughs> they yeah. are different <laughs> characters. Wait, is that actually a different, I guess he doesn't have the tattoos, so it are we is... calling that a I think character. it is like a fundamentally different read on the character and it's still not the right one, but <laughs> it is, he is not, he's not playing a crime boss Joker in that he's not, he is doing the more stereotypical, like, um, crazy. He's doing the stereotypical, like what we have become to think of Joker. That's not even really what Joker is like in comics all the time. But anyway, he's just I a digress. goofball. He's a little misunderstood. Uh, uh, I mean, he just likes joking around. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yeah. likes murder. That's the vibe, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but um, so, so all that to say, <laughs> there was some shirts that had a picture <laughs> on. <laughs> there were shirts that we all read into, is uh, part well, one of the and honestly, world. that theory of like they are intentionally doing this to kind of goof on the fact that we are all very paranoid about what the heck is going on with Spider Man seems extremely oh, yeah. likely to me, you know. Yeah. Like, I have fully gotten to the point where I think the Daredevil, well, no, I don't think Daredevil's in this movie. Matt Murdock being in this movie is now, I think, more. I I have more faith in that happening than the Toby Andrew thing happening. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. they're both going to. But it it seems like the Charlie Cox being on set thing has kind of been like, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was Toby Maguire going to that mysterious costume fitting as well. Uh, yes, in Atlanta, the place where. All movies are they film now. all of those, yeah. <laughs> Especially in yeah. COVID, not a lot going on in LA. So, but but to be fair, what is Toby doing right now? Honestly, what is he been doing since where you... the spoils of Babylon? Right, like nothing. <laughs> or brothers, or Gatsby. Like Gatsby is Gatsby is last Gatsby forever is ago. The yeah. Last thing I really that remember what, him being twenty thirteen. Yeah, earlier than that. Gatsby was twelve. Yeah. 2012, yeah. From um, what I've heard, he has like a reputation uh, for being not such a great dude to work with on set. So I'm kind yeah. of not surprised that he's like not working because there's probably right. a lot of people like. We did talk nah. about last last <laughs> week that in Molly's game, the Michael Sarah character is supposed to be Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that allegedly. going, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which I don't know what you guys are talking about. I watch these movies and he just seems so sweet. You see uh, well, here's the thing. I think Raimi. 
raindrops. I think Raimi likes working with him, which is why if there's a Spider-Man four, I think it is Raimi coming back to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got more bugle news. We do. Uh, we can go through these a little quicker. Yeah, Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley are doing another issue of Life Story. Is it just um, one issue, or are they doing? It is. It is a one shot. Um, that's going to continue the story they've done because they did a mm-hmm. whole series of this. Yeah, sixties through the twenty tens is when they stopped. Yes. So the premise, Callie. Do you know what Life Story is? I don't think I know about this one. Terrible. Okay. So basically, the the angle here is they tell kind of some of the biggest moments of Spider-Man history, but they kind of do it in a true to time. Hmm. So like they do a 60s, they do a 70s, they do an 80s, they do a 90s, they do a 2000s, they do mm-hmm. a 2010s, right? And so they hit all of his moments, but Peter is growing older. It's not the sliding time scale that hmm. is normally used in Marvel. So, you know, when him and Mary Jane get married, they kind of stay married and they have kids and you see like the whole progression in the series. Hmm. Um, I think it's really good. I kind of need to reread yeah. it because I don't remember everything that I happened to that. I do too, especially, yeah, with this new one coming out, I need to reread it. It was it, very it's good. very good. I highly That's recommend cool. it. Yeah. I think Chip Zdarsky actually has a very good handle on spider-man and Mm -hmm. in ways i kind of wish he was writing the main book but the person who's doing it right now is not bad it's just i really like his uh stuff when he was doing spectacular he brings really Um, cool things out of like pretty much every character star lord howard the duck the duck yeah bring howard the duck back um okay Uh, another rumor is christopher daniel barnes who was the voice of the 90s spider-man cartoon he is rumored to be in spider-verse 2 that kind of feels like a no-brainer in my Mm -hmm. opinion honestly like it's just a quick cameo they could have had him do the chris pine character chris pine did great and i wouldn't like recast him but like he could have been one of those easily he, he could have been, I think, uh, even if he's just in it for a second, like have Drake Bell be the modern cartoon Spider-Man for a second. Like do all mm-hmm. of those. That's fine. Yeah. I don't really remember this dude's voice enough to have a real connection to it, really. But it's still cool regardless. My memory is it's pretty generic. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure. Um, okay. The last thing, and we may get stuck on this one. For a second. Um, <laughs> Avengers Campus is opening June right. 10th at Disneyland, and there is a spider ride. Yeah. I will do my quick awesome. opinion and say, I think it looks like ass. <laughs> I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> but... They haven't released a ride through anything. No, I'll like watch that, it as right? soon as that happens. Yeah. 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 It's uh Chad, you're Disneyland. Tell yeah. us what it is. What what Disneyland is? It's a park that <laughs> opened well, up so in, in the like 50s. the fifties. Walt, yeah, no, um, that that would be my job. No, tell us what yeah. the tell us what the Spidey ride is. So my understanding is it's similar to like the Buzz Lightyear Star Command ride, which is yes. you go through something and you're trying to rack up points by shooting at targets. Mm-hmm. But this time it's like an augmented reality situation yeah. where you're shooting like spider webs with your hand, and you're trying to hit these oh. like drones. Yeah. And I think the ride mechanic, if I'm, you can correct me, Cody, because I'm sure you know, but I think you're like sitting in a bench that basically is like swinging, like as if Spider Man is carrying you and swinging you around. I think Um, roughly. Yeah. I think it's going to feel 
I, I, I hope I'm wrong. It seems like it's going to feel like a carnival, those carnival game rides, mm. you know, the mm. Toy Story like Mania. Toy Story Mania. Here. That's what I was thinking yeah. of as he was describing it. Yeah, that's what it seems like it will be. I hope I'm wrong, but I also don't like the designs of the ride vehicles. Mm. Yeah, the, and the spider bots, which are like a big part of the, I think those are the targets or the spider bots. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that's all about. I, I, I know they're based on things, but nothing we've seen in the MCU. Chad, it is called Toyetic. It is called they are oh, selling spider bot I know, toys. I know the they're spe- selling the toy because yeah. they want to have their lightsaber thing. They want to have their droids. Yes, they want to have their Avengers yeah. thing. But like the problem is MCU doesn't really have. So something. these are in the video game. Y- you have them in the, the new video game in the in the PS4. That's right. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yes, I agree. It feels weird. I don't know. It feels weird. Kelly, feels... what do you think about this ride? I mean, I liked like Toy Story Mania whenever I wrote yeah. that the last time I was at Disney World. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of exciting from that yeah. point of view, but at the same time, I am going, but like, come on, I don't know. Spider-Man deserves a little bit better mm. than that. That's, like, it's a ride in universal rules, yeah. you know? The universal like, ride is good. Which we I will do episodes on both of these rides and do deep dives into them <laughs> yes. later. But um, Have me on for the universal <laughs> one. I will talk about that. I, I'm going to require people like do full research for that one. Like Chad is going to have to come and ride it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd, yeah, I'd like to ride it before. And then that I'm would be a, a post-COVID uh, episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we're vaccinated, or chat's half I'm half. I'm, I'm half vaccinated. vaccinated, yeah. Yeah. I just I my got full dose. vaccinated on Wednesday. Woo, 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 woo. By the time this episode comes out, wait, that's not true. I'll be like a day away from getting my second dose by the there time this episode comes out. Hell yeah, we're turning a corner. Um, okay, so that's all we have for the Daily Bugle. Um, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Ooh, no, oh, no, go for oh. it. Oh. Have they also talked about with the Avengers Campus? Uh, are they still doing that like Spider-Man like animatronic? That yes, yes. That, they that is about something. We should have talked about this. That, yeah, I'm, cool that I'm more excited about than the ride for sure. Yeah, like they definitely. designed this thing to give you the illusion that Spider-Man's flying through the park. Uh, yeah, it around. is just a robot that they fucking sling into the air, <laughs> and then it they catch it, and then I guess move it back or sling it back. But mm-hmm. yes, th- in the announcement for Avengers Campus, they God. did mention it again. People thought they were going to hold off for it for a while, but it seems to be a part mm-hmm. of it. Um, the is there another? Ro- are we just opening with Spidey? I think we're just opening with so. Spidey, and, and then they're Guardians working is going to on... be slightly connected to it the quinjet will be yeah. your big e-ticket it'll be the rise of resistance for avengers mm-hmm. campus by all yeah. accounts yeah they're they're working on that still i don't know when they plan on uh yeah it'll probably doing that right be 2022 if i had to guess but yeah. they have the dr strange area they have the pym restaurant which is going to be cool that i'm pretty excited about That's do you know about that cool. Callie? The, the pym restaurant no what is what is the thin restaurant? So like, they have oversized and undersized versions of food. <laughs> so like a meatball that's like huge or like I'm on board instantly. Like sign me up. Yeah, I tiny cheeseburgers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they have, but yeah, I want yeah that's fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be really rad. The the other rumor is once they get the Quinjet, we will have a Wakanda ride of sorts. Ooh. But then there's also some crosstalk that. 
the Quinjet ride may actually involve pieces of Wakanda and that people got like two pieces of news thinking they were separate and they're together. Mm. We don't really know yet. Um, Interesting. But if it's anything like Rise I'm of Resistance, it, it could be a lot of things at once, truly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it would be great if Disney World could get some Spider-Man rides, but we can't. Avengers, yeah. Hey. Y'all got the new Guardians ride coming. We can get Guardians, and the word is still a question mark whether or not we can do any Black Panther stuff. But most oh, is it because of yes, it is. So okay, I didn't know that. We will dive into this deep whenever we get to the Mm -hmm. theme park sections. But there was a deal with theme parks and Marvel when Marvel was selling everything to stay afloat, where basically anything east of the mississippi marvel wise universal studios florida has the rights to but there were very specific characters listed Mm. and so avengers as a whole most of them seem covered guardians people didn't care about guardians at the time guardians is safe i am unsure about dr strange or um Black Panther. Those are two that seem to be question marks, but it's basically like if you go into Universal to the like Marvel Cafe, any character that there's a drawing of on the wall can't have a ride yet. Now, that ride, mm. that thing will eventually run out and um they will like I don't know what'll happen then. I but I also don't know how long it lasts. There's also the Simpsons issue which yeah. Universal also has and is a Disney property. So yeah. we'll see. Right. I think it's going to take a I still can't but... accept that that's a Disney property, like mentally, but <laughs> it is constantly like one of the most successful things on Disney Plus at any given time. Like Absolutely it's, it's always in their top watch. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, Chad, yeah, we're talking about streaming services now. Do you want to talk about your thing that I think nobody's gonna really care about that much? I okay, oh, Chad told oh, me to add well, it, okay. but I did. Yeah, the, the Netflix thing, yeah, Sony movies are gonna go to Netflix. They worked out a deal starting so like, in 2022. Yeah, I saw, I saw mm-hmm. that, which so is the really new interesting. The new Spider Man movies will be put there starting with no way home or be not and starting 2. with new no way home oh, no way home is a 2021 release and that has so a deal morbius, with showtime still stars stars um morbius is the only star wars movie that's like not well star wars. and spider man right Spider-Man. uh sweet jesus don't put Spider-verse. morbius in the star wars universe <laughs> i don't want him there <laughs> morbius and spider verse 2 are the only spider-man things on record that will mm-hmm. be going there is slight language in the deal where select legacy titles from sony could show up we don't mm-hmm. know if that means spider-man or not yet yeah. um we also don't know what this means for the rumor that the lord and miller spider-man tv show deal that was going Mm. to potentially be with amazon if that's still happening we don't know where spider-man is gonna live yet really he doesn't have a home there's no way home no way home no way home no way home okay uh also i just uh, want to say uh morbius more sounds to me like more bs from from sony pictures Great. So, <laughs> I mean, we're going to 
cover that movie. I, um, yeah, yeah. So you better start loving it. I don't. Have, you will not make me love that movie. No, you will. It's <laughs> might. I like it's about Venom a living well vampire. I don't know. Yeah, Morbius is a weird character. Um, let's talk about Spider Man Two. Best Sam comic Ramey's book movie. Spider Man Two. Best comic book movie ever made. Yes. That is Chad's opinion. Callie what agrees. is your opinion, Kelly? Fully, fully agree. Me, me. <laughs> what my mom and I have always said is that whenever we came out of the movie, the first thing my mom said was like, "That's a movie that has like something for everything, everybody." Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. there's the superhero action, there's the romance, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's even that sequence that you mentioned earlier, Chad. That's like a horror movie sequence, Absolute basically. Yeah. that like works perfectly within the movie it's not like it feels out of place you know no. um you can like read the uh evil dead like absolutely origins out of that scene like the way the camera tracks with the yep. the arm beautiful love it it's scary. it's really great it makes him so scary <laughs> yeah and it's such a like i don't know man Raimi is just such a talented filmmaker with so many mm-hmm. you know thumbprints that you can see all over this yet but yet it's not like too idiosyncratic like i don't know how to put it you know it's no, just yeah, like yeah. a really accessible but still very unique superhero movie and i, I don't it. think anyone has ever done it again like yeah. i I am a big fan of the MCU. It is probably the like franchise that I follow most. I know Star Wars is probably the one closest to your heart, Callie, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I do think it is Marvel for me. Um, but this, he does such a great job of balancing, like you said, everything that comics can be with mm-hmm. like, they're silly. I, I think mm-hmm. that's like what we sometimes forget when we're trying to make the coolest movies ever is that like they're inherently a little bit silly spider-man's inherently a little bit silly and, and these like, movies yeah. are in a way that's really good i think yeah. that's something that people forget about the nolan batman movies when they talk about how grounded and stuff they are those movies also are a bit silly um yeah, not as silly the, as these but no both the nolan yeah. movies and these Raimi movies, they have like re- characters that feel like real people, like talking about how silly things are. Like in this movie, right. it's like a guy named Otto Octavius gets eight limbs. What are the odds of that? Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, J. Jonah Jameson can have a sense of humor about it. I say right. he's like a real person. He is not like a real person. He's not a real person. <laughs> he's, he's a but cartoon character. He's but really good. <laughs> I, I think the only other time that I think this is close, even though it's way different, we, we've talked a lot about this Spider-Man being like very emo and depressed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ang Lee Hulk, which is a movie I do love, yeah. also does a similar thing that plays along with the comics stuff. The difference is that one isn't fun in the same way like it, it's <laughs> nope. not as fun and silly but that is fully a hey what if superheroes were depression and daddy issues and i think that movie is incredible but it, it does a lot of it does a lot of the same things that this one does in the sense of being so so specific and so unafraid to wear its comic book moments on its sleeve yeah which i think 
definitely in the early days, MCU kind of was a little scared of that. That's why <laughs> Thor 1 mostly takes place in New Mexico. Um, right. Which I still, yeah. I, I stand by decisions made in that movie. I love that fish the out of water element. It's um, funny. Introducing the, no, fish Thor out of water, that's fine. That's fine. That's through the eyes of Earth is fun. That's that's fine. That movie's not good though. Um it's yeah, it's just okay. But I like that I like that. That movie's not good, but like the scene where he smashes the coffee cup that's is great. Like we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he busts into the pet store and says, like, I need a horse. <laughs> yeah, funny. Like, this Very stuff good. is good. Yeah. I, I, I think they're a bit more willing to be comic booky now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean but comic booky in, in a different way than this is comic booky absolutely still. Yeah. Yes. Like they're yes, comic booky in like they like all the matchups, like when the Guardians Splash and the Avengers yeah. meet each other uh for the first time, they're gonna fight yeah. and then before yeah. they realize what's going on. Yeah, uh, you've got Hulk versus Thor and Ragnarok, stuff like that. Yeah. They're they're less afraid of being too convoluted now. Like they're very much yes. like, yeah, let's get everybody involved. But I do feel like they're still afraid of the more comedic and colorful things that are in like this movie and like mm-hmm. Raimi's movies overall, you know? Um, yeah, it's hard to imagine a world now where we're looking forward to like No Way Home, which we want them to just add everything to this movie. <laughs> to, to think back to like Spider-Man 3, where everyone said, oh, three villains was too much. They should too not much. have done three villains. Yeah, well, let's be clear. I don't know yet if I'm looking forward to No Way Home. I am worried and I need to see a trailer and I am actually yeah. worried of you're right Endgame has a thousand people in it and mm-hmm. it works for me at least but um the no way home Sony has a tendency to put the put four carts before one horse <laughs> as we'll talk when about when we get into that? Amazing Spider-Man they're two for um, two so far man <laughs> They're they, yeah, they are two for two so far with talking about these two movies. Um, so so what's different with how has how has Spider Man like grown up since the first movie? Mm. Um, like w- what is Peter's vibe in this movie? What is Spider Man's vibe in this movie to you guys? Well, to me, this movie is most successful in just like portraying how being spider-man is hard and it's Mm -hmm. not easy and it actively sucks and nothing ever goes right um and that's what makes peter parker so heroic is like it's like that idea is that like he keeps like you know he thinks about quitting but at the end of the day he's like no i need to like sacrifice the things i want because it's the right thing to do he this is all Mm -hmm. about that struggle this whole movie it's very much um, like uh, the easy thing to do would be to quit. Yeah. But then I am watching mm-hmm. everything fall apart. Which that's so that I can. Go, go ahead, Kelly. It's knowing that that the right thing would be to be selfless, but like your instincts are, but I want mm-hmm. to be selfish. Like yeah, I want the thing totally. for me rather than, you know, what's always for the greater good, you know? Right. Like, you know, it's the thing of like putting your mental health first sometimes over like the things you know you need to do. Um, But but it's also that towing the line too, where there are, you know, uh, some of those- towing the line, I think there's a tow truck outside my window. (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, some of those like, um, 
quote unquote inspirational like Twitter and Instagram accounts that are actually giving bad advice sometimes. Balloon guy <laughs> accounts as I call them. <laughs> I um, love like those insane people that will like post like I was girl boss by I just completely I caught my boyfriend doing something he wasn't supposed to and I just never spoke to him again. Deleted his phone number and didn't give him any explanations because he doesn't deserve an explanation. Totally cut out him, his family out of my life. And it's like, no, you need to like uh, confront this. Like, what are you right. doing? So it's, so yeah, it's it's like the leaning into, <laughs> into too much where it's like, yeah, yes, if you, if you need to better your mental health, I don't know. I, I I can't remember the balloon guy ones, but there's some that I've seen where it's like, what are you talking? That's that's talk. That you are being a toxic nonsense. person. Like, yeah. 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 Like you are telling people to be bad people. Yes, people should benefit their mental health, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you also can't be an asshole. Right all the time mm-hmm. if somebody's which, being like, an asshole to you be an asshole which is, <laughs> which is honestly but. personified pretty perfectly in the beat where like uh peter parker is totally he's thrown in the the suit he's no longer spider-man and he'll walk down the street and he just sees two people like obviously aggressively beat up somebody and he just walks mm-hmm. away like yeah. you don't have to be spider-man to like do <laughs> just something stop there. that like, just yeah. step in what are you doing like <laughs> Yes, being Spider-Man's hard, but you can still just be like, "Hey, and yeah, help yeah. this guy." True. I, uh, I my favorite shot of him like deciding to resist the call is when he takes a bite of the hot dog after yes. looking at the ambulance run away. That's that one gets me. I like that. There's so many. Uh, what what were they called? YouTube poop. Remember YouTube poop? <laughs> yeah. No. It's so you don't know YouTube. Look up some Spider-Man two YouTube poops after this. Uh, I'm good. People, just tell me what it. This people is. like edit things together in kind of like a Vic Burgery way. Okay, sure. Where it's yeah. like, and they take like the meme moments from this movie and construct a new narrative out of it. And uh, that hot dog is like a a well used, very memeable moment. Yeah, just like he'll see like Aunt May getting blown up by the Green Goblin, and then he'll just go, hmm, chomp on a hot dog and walk away. Like, I don't care. Stuff like that. That's fine. I think, you know, and I do think that it is worth mentioning, like, specifically the memeableness of this movie, Mm because, like, these days, I think a lot of people associate things that are very memeable as, like, automatically they must be bad or they must be weird at the very least because we've decided that they're funny and we should poke fun. Oh, the funny thing preach, is, Callie, preach. I get mad about this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I think that movies and things that are really memeable are memeable because they do connect with you in yes, a way yeah. that makes you go. they stay with you. They stay with you. And I think that for some people, the way that you deal with like, oh, this, this hit me in a way is uh-huh. I need to poke fun at it a little bit. Yeah. You know, right. like I need to it's, be like, it's, hold it's on. It's the context matters thing. It's why I got totally. so pissed initially when all that people had seen from marriage story was the yelling scene and they were yeah. like oh my god this is over the top and bad and it's this like movie no it's not yeah. no, no. that movie an builds incredible to movie. that moment so well yeah, yeah. Um, oh and, yeah and the now, build to that scene is the key to that movie right. like you know and and now the memes being used of like the punch wall and all that stuff they're funny like they, they were funny 
but yeah. but it, what rubs well, me mean, the Adam wrong Driver way is a very memeable actor yes, because of those moments that he builds to throughout the movie exactly like, blow that piece of junk out of the sky is another yes. moment that's like memed like crazy but it makes yeah. perfect sense within the context absolutely yeah. and what just rubbed me the wrong way is i saw like i went to work like a couple days later or something and people were like oh marriage story got nominated for stuff that i heard that movie was bad because of that scene because that scene got released out of context and it's like guys everything seems silly out of context Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah that's we'll talk about this next month but i honestly think a similar thing can be said about the dancing through the seats scene that is supposed to in the context of the movie be cringe it is and people think like oh could you believe they made these choices it's like yeah they knew what they were doing like, I, I think funny. that movie yeah. makes some bad choices but i don't think that is one of them yeah. but we'll talk about that next and time. like like we're talking about like iconography of these meme moments like you're never gonna be like oh what was that what movie was that from what was that scene like it's so memorable it's ingrained like oh yeah. that's spider-man 3 like i know the context it's listen power of cinema I love the MCU. <laughs> I feel like I have to reiterate it every time just yeah. to save my life. And I, as I do also love the MCU as well. I'm uh, hit or miss with the MCU, but boy, when it hits, it, it hits. It, it hits. So right, you know. But is there a Spider-Man moment that is instantly as iconic as so many in the Raimi movies? That's what yeah. I wonder. Is it just our nostalgia for it or... Are there the moments? I can think and I of mean two kind off of the, the top of my head. I know. I think we did this last <laughs> last time too. Um, um, when he does a backflip for the guy, do a flip, yeah, that's yeah. Great. And then dusting away in uh, Infinity War is like mm-hmm. never, I never think... forget how sad and heartbreaking. Well, the emotional is. scenes, I would say there mm-hmm. are a lot of good Tom mm-hmm. Holland emotional scenes. Oh, he's, yeah, he's but, great. But I mean yeah. these kind of like meme weird moments i don't know Mm. that there's many of those in spider-man there is in some of the other movies for sure but in spider-man maybe not so much i don't know i I think the thing about the new spider-man is that overall like tom holland's vibe everybody Mm. can dig and get on his vibe as how he's playing the part but then like there isn't enough unique stuff going on in the scripts or the stories to have those memeable moments the way these do. You yeah, know? I, I, I think it will be really fascinating once we get back to those because I wasn't like watching every other Spider-Man movie around right. when those came out. Mm-hmm. I was focused on the MCU stuff, but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it, some people- It fits into the MCU so well. Like it, they really did a good job. I do think mm-hmm. he is a great MCU character, but I have seen people point out that like he's arguably the least comic accurate Spider-Man we've seen, period. Yeah. And I don't think people are wrong with that because they kind of took a lot of Miles's stuff. Um, yeah. the going to a sciencey school, the best friend. They did a lot of the ultimate run and applied it to Peter Parker. They made him you know tony's protege it gives him a lot of stuff i still think tom holland is so good and he has the spirit of peter sure totally yeah mm-hmm. but i don't think people are I- incorrect in saying that he's the least comic book accurate spider-man i just think also that's okay because we can have a million different spider-man versions and who cares like i think yeah. he still works yeah. as a character it's just not 
Yeah, it's just Here's the thing, and I I was like cringing whenever you said that because the thing I immediately realized is like e, the optics of taking a bunch of yeah. Miles story points and giving it to the white boy is not ideal. <laughs> it's not ideal, and it also makes me wonder like when Miles gets introduced, what do they what have do. to do without yeah. making some it seem Peter's. like fully? <laughs> yeah, but then it's like oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. We'll see. But um, let's talk about what Sam Raimi did with the yes, character Peter Parker back. in Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how is, I mean, we talked about like he, he, he tries to do the right thing, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. He wants to do the selfish thing. Um, um, I think this is also definitely where people get the whole idea of Tobey Maguire emo Spider-Man from probably it mm-hmm. starts I guess in this one continues on into the next one but he is very emotionally a oh, wreck it's in the, so the we, just, we just watched the first one and I feel like it's there too where he's just like is, yeah. he's such a bummer in a lot of ways <laughs> he is I mean his uncle died and that's a big part of it but there's also just like this like longing and pining for Mary Jane that seems yeah. very like tortured uh, yes well and, and his whole speech at the end in the graveyard that doesn't like I don't know, doesn't really make sense I don't know what he's talking about it's it's similar to the dark Knight. Mm-hmm speech where gary oldman is like he's not the thing we need right now which is like cool and poetic but if you think about it in context of a real person saying it you're like what are you talking about (laughs) i just saw someone die why are you why are you going on this poetic rant right (laughs) yeah mary jane would just be like we're at a funeral what's your problem (laughs) so Um, I, i do have a little bit of beef with peter in this movie and that is okay. in how, and it starts at the end of Spider-Man 1, where he tells Mary Jane, like, I'll always be your friend, but we can't be together. And then the way he just sends her mixed signals throughout this entire It's movie, obnoxious. It's, yeah. on, shame on you, Peter Parker. Uh, yeah. It's like, he starts out this movie and like, you know, she goes to his birthday party and Harry says, she's waiting on you, man. Like, you need to make your move. What are you doing? And he's like, uh, I don't know. And then they have this moment, but he like deflects and says something to like get him out of. Uh, he said it was. She says it was great to see you tonight, and he says, "Oh boy, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, "Oh boy, yeah." What? Like she's flirting hard, yeah. and then he's just like, "I wanted to ask you uh, if you still live in the village." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. It's so dumb. He doesn't go for the thing he wants to talk about, and then. Yes. She's like, I'm seeing somebody, by the way. And then that's when he's like, oh, okay. Now I need to like make some moves and read poetry. He's, it's, 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 it's bad. I mean, bad. this, this it's, is where I have to j- jump in and say, I don't know that we've gotten a great Mary Jane period. Oh, I don't have yet. issue with her here. Truly. Like mm, her, sure, sure. Her, sure. She's, her character is, is defined by uh, relationships only, her, which that's yeah. not good, but right. I feel like people are unfair to her by like rejecting like her. She's too unlikable because she keeps rejecting him when he's, but he's being oh, I don't. the problem here. No, um, I think the reason why. So, so yeah, I don't, hmm. 
<laughs> and then she is- tells him she's in love with him in the coffee shop and he's like oh remember when i said i was ready and i changed i, I jumped in to quit right before that's Daca. awful it's that's so awful. bad no peter like, peter definitely is a problem i yeah. think my thing is just having her pine after him the whole time and do nothing else mm-hmm. other than pine or date jameson too um it's just I really like Mary Jane in the comics, right? And Mary mm-hmm. Jane in the comics doesn't really sit around and wait for Peter. She like right. does her, she has a very exterior life outside of him. Like I mean, mm-hmm. in recent runs she works for Stark um the company. She sometimes is in movies. Like she does She's things. A, is is she like a reporter in the comics ever cuz she is in the video game? Yeah, the video game made that choice for her, which I think is interesting. It's in, so I mean, yeah, she's like a driven person, and like she that has kind her of own. sounds like they kind of took some like Lois Lane inspiration from like Superman, you know? Yeah. And right, like, that, mm. that that's why that one isn't perfect to me. The uh, my other problem is they often try and make Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy the same character a yeah. lot of times. Um, and Gwen is the one who is like more on his level of like she is the scientist they they're very very similar the whole idea with Mary Jane is they are very very different and Mary Jane Mm -hmm. is very much like a force of nature in some ways I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without sounding like a lot of gross men talking about (laughs) Mary Jane from the comics so it's true she's like an independent character you know the tone of like go get him tiger in the comics that I would read week to week when I was a kid was never the way it's used here it was more of a like not a it's like a loving affectionate nickname but like just in a like okay you go get him i'm gonna go to work or whatever you know yes like, mary it's jane not like this like it is my seal of approval for you to go chase that ambulance Monday <laughs> right. or whatever you know like, yeah mary jane gets very like sh- she misses peter when he's not there she worries about him all of that is true but she doesn't sit around and wait for him yeah. like right. that is the big thing about Which, mary jane to me i think Part of that is Raimi's like insistence on focusing on like the tragedy of Spider-Man through all three of these movies. And like every aspect of his life has to be tragic, including his romance. Like at the end of this movie, like, yes, she, she leaves her wedding and she like goes to be with him and she says, go get him tiger. And he flies out the window. But the final image of this movie is like her looking out the window, like with a little bit of like uh, the end of the graduate type of regret of like, Mm -hmm. what did I get into? Like, maybe he's right maybe this relationship won't work and like maybe but we're that's what i think is and... the initial miscalculation Raimi should it have does... done gwen stacy yeah if he, yeah. If he yeah. wants yeah. the tragic romance it's gwen mm-hmm. yeah. um like and yes gwen dies but gwen has a long long time in the comics where she is developed as a character yeah. it's, it's less of a fridging than other things i think mm-hmm. the real ultimately the problem and i mean this kind of goes into non-spider-man stuff but i mean Raimi overall, like, I love him. I love his movies. I think they're a lot of fun. He has issues with women. <laughs> like, the women in his movies get so oh, rough Oh, are treatment. you saying that's why his movie that focuses so, on three female characters, that's the last movie he made, doesn't actually work yeah, all that well at all? Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, even I think of... Like, Oz you know, the Great and Powerful. Okay. He makes the mistake of mm, making yeah. it about Oz, and then the witch stuff feels so... Weird. Half-baked. It's, mm, it's yeah. strange. I haven't seen that one. 
And I mean, even besides the stuff that we all know that I'm not even going to really get into in Evil Dead, but I mean, yeah. like, even Drag Me to Hell has some really weird vibes toward the female main character that aren't mm. great. You know, like, so I think definitely the romantic interest of, because, yeah. like, Aunt May incredible character a great character so yeah but like her fully, the younger but... women yes. in his movies he seems bit. to make them suffer and yes. mj yeah. is made to suffer for yes. things that she does not deserve to suffer for in, right. in these movies and it's and fully like to to illustrate like isn't it so bad for peter that the love of his life is is suffering when it yeah like, it's like not even focused on her suffering really it's focused yeah. on his suffering that she is suffering and, and and just a quick, like, I don't think they've done a good comic accurate MJ yet. I mm. like Zendaya a lot. She's not it's really different. playing MJ. Yeah. No. Like she's, she well, she's playing MJ. She's not playing Mary Jane. It's a completely mm. different character. It's yeah. it's not even mm. very Gwen Stacy-ish. It is a yeah, fully just different character. I was, I was tempted character. to say earlier that it's almost like meshing them two together, but it's really not. It's not almost even- not at the same time. It's 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 very strange, and I and I think she's great, but I also think she would have been great just playing Mary Jane. Like I think she yeah, has like a more like, accurate yeah yeah, and I think also the the we'll get into that the fake out about. Is she MJ is stupid and mm. sucks. And I yeah, she was Michelle. Yeah. All of uh, and they're like, my friends call me MJ, and it's like, okay. So I remember okay. getting to the end of the movie and being like, okay, like, <laughs> it's like it, it's the it's like Robin at the end of the Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah. oh, you were Robin. Uh, okay, like that yeah. changes absolutely nothing about what came before <laughs> at this moment. Like it, it's the Whoopi Goldberg clip of her just pause from the view, <laughs> pausing exactly. And being like, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, but so, yeah, let's talk about his other relationships. So it's Harry and Aunt May are the other two who he kind of, like, his relationship with Harry is strained because Harry wants him to talk to the man he's taking pictures of and... <laughs> confront him like, confront him i guess you know honestly harry's kind of a toxic place in peter parker's life he probably needs to remove yeah. harry from his circle of friends <laughs> probably i honestly hadn't realized until you said that cody that yeah as far as he knows he's asking his normal ass like nerd ass friend go talk to the superhero you take pictures of and accuse him of killing my father and see how that goes down for you. Yeah. It, it really is like, like <laughs> if you had a friend, if, if you had a friend who worked in Washington, DC and their job was like to take pictures of the president, it mm -hmm. is like you telling them, hey, ask him questions him about climate change. Hold yeah. him accountable. And it's like, I, 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 my job is to just take the pictures. I don't yeah. really know. But like at the same time, I get it's more personal than climate change. It's like this guy sure. murdered my dad from his point mm -hmm. of view. Yeah, uh, which at the end of this movie, when he when it's revealed to him that like, oh, my dad was the literal green goblin who terrorized <laughs> the city and murdered people. It's like maybe you can forgive Spider Man for. Uh... But as we'll talk about, didn't learn that lesson well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. but it, so Aunt May is in this. She's Holy having shit. some financial troubles. Mm -hmm. um, she can't even get the toaster from the the bank. Yeah. <laughs> She uh, who is it in that scene? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew it was somebody. Yeah. Um, superheroes and bank 
sucks. Uh, this has been a month of me watching p- people get rejected for loans. Uh, superheroes get rejected <laughs> oh. for loans <laughs> at banks. I don't know uh, what it is. Um, so May- Aunt May has probably my favorite scene in the movie. Probably. There's so many great mm-hmm. scenes. I mean, the, the train fight scene is incredible uh, as just yeah. an action sequence. But yeah. I think what I think is so special about this movie is like the the personal struggle of Peter Parker and Aunt May takes you from like his lowest point when he fully Mm -hmm. exposes like the truth of I'm responsible for uncle Ben dying and she can't even look at him. She can't say anything. She just has to walk out of the room. And it's, I think to me, that's the lowest point. Like the movie Mm -hmm. goes on to like, he couldn't save everybody in the burning building later. As like, I feel like that's supposed to be the lowest point, but to me, no, that's him coming back. That's him coming back out fully, in my opinion. He tries like, that's to, him. but then he can't even save that one person that got left. right. Yeah, yes. I, I think that's yeah. the upward trajectory there. Yeah, yeah I think right. I, I think that's what is really really great is and makes it kind of grounded in ways mm-hmm. because like Aunt May is always going to forgive him and love him yeah. and not blame him for it. She Which... won't. But in the moment when you first hear it, mm-hmm. you're human and you react mm-hmm. to it as yeah. like. And it's not over the top. It's not like a screaming match of like, how dare you? It's just like she's, her heart is broken and she she's can't processing yeah. is part yeah. of it, you know? Really um, well performed by uh, Rosemary Harris. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got I it. knew it. I just didn't want to say it wrong. You got it. <laughs> uh, and Toby. They're both great in that scene. But, um, it's the it's the scene where she's packing up her boxes later and she yeah. wants to just say water under the bridge and she tells him like not only do I forgive you but I'm proud of you for being brave enough to tell me that mm-hmm. and so she fully like accepts Peter Parker as a person mm-hmm. and then she starts talking about Spider-Man and how like it's important to have these heroes for like the kids like the neighbor across the street to yeah. to look up to and she talks about like why Spider-Man is like so special and important um who earlier in the movie, she made some offhand comment about like the less we hear of that man, Spider-Man, the better. But now Aunt May is like fully accepting both sides of Peter Parker and like empowering him to uh, become Spider-Man again. And it's it's just the best. I love her so much. Does Aunt May ever know? Not in these movies. But no, it seems I don't know, like but you kind of get that know. like winking feeling. Yeah, from it her seems in like she scene. may know. Yeah. She has that line, like, I believe there's a hero in all of us. As <laughs> she's like yeah. looking straight at she, him. She's yeah, quoting exactly. the Nickelback song from the last movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I always get the vibe that she knows without yeah. directly knowing. Or at least that she has a distinct feeling, you know, that yeah. she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know for sure, but he has Thumbs saved, up with Peter these days, you know. He has saved yeah. Aunt May's life as Spider-Man twice. In the first mm-hmm. one, uh, what was it? Is that there's something he also says to her at the end of saving her in this one that makes her go like, "What?" Uh, yeah, that or was something. She, and... Yeah, he he says like, "We showed her pretty good," and she says, "What do you mean we?" And, yeah, uh, yeah. And like, and it's just, goes, just oh. enough that she could probably start like being mm-hmm. like. Yeah. She knows gone a place. lot. Like, yeah. let me let yeah. me think about this. You know, I think not having Aunt May around. Uh, I I think having Aunt May around is really important to the emotional core of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I the, the as we watch these, I'm like, that is a really like grounded presence. It's honestly one of the things I like the most about, and we'll talk about it in a couple of months. But the Amazing Spider Man movies is like 
I guess more the first one than the second one, but I mean, he's coming home with bruises all over his face constantly. And she is just like worried about him and he's right. like kind of shutting her out because he's got a secret and it's heartbreaking. It, it, it works really well. And I mean, well, okay. I was like, I need to keep stop doing this, but the idea for this show is we're going to talk about Spider-Man fully. We need I do, to, we need to we must. Marissa Tomai not being a huge presence in those movies, I don't feel like is great for them. She's a bigger presence in Homecoming than she is in mm-hmm. Far From Home, for sure. Um, She's almost just a punchline in Far From Home of just like, oh, Happy's yeah. and uh, Aunt May. And that's really I the only thing I forgot that on. that was a part of that movie. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. there is that element of it, but it's still like, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like as we go, I'm like, souring on their portrayal of Spider-Man while not fully souring on its role in those my sort of stance now before revisiting them and I still love Homecoming but Mm -hmm. I think that they're better MCU movies than Than they are Spider-Man movies I fully think I agree yeah yeah. But this is a great Spider-Man movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm fully with you guys that it's the best comic book movie, but I also gunned to my head, don't know that if I could tell you what it what, what is it, what is. But this yeah. is up there. I think this movie is great. So we need to talk about the villain before yes, we I was about yes. to try to segue to him. Yes. <laughs> it's so. the most like Spider-Man villain ass villain you could <laughs> so ever good. have. Uh I think so. Here's my kind of hot take though. Mm-hmm. I think he's incredible in the beginning. I think he's incredible in the turn. And I think he is incredible at the end when he wakes back up. When he is coming to like get Spider-Man, like kill Spider-Man, I'm a little, I get a little loss of why he's doing what he's doing. And I know no, it's, it's- It's a one-to-one. He just wants the Tritium. He's like, yeah. Right. I give you Spider-Man, like you give me the goes, Tritium. He goes so villain, but mm-hmm. it's- because I keep forgetting the fact that, oh, his arms are infecting his brain. That's the thing, yeah. The arms can, like, think in, like, this robotic, like, well, I can stop Spider-Man by causing a train wreck and then getting him. Uh, And and so they're kind of doing the Green Goblin thing again, which is interesting mm -hmm. that all of Raimi's villains, other than Sandman, I guess, they're all taken over by Mm -hmm. some you know so green goblin it was the sarah made him kind of disassociate lose his mind all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff this one you have the arms taking control venom you have symbiote symbiotes um i mean i guess you have harry for a bit there but then there's the team he takes the serum you know he does take the serum yeah so it's interesting that in 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 Raimi, it is all their minds are being taken over by something else. What are what is it in the Mark Webb ones? They all want money. <laughs> like um, what is there? Well, the lizard wanted. He was like just the mad scientist who wanted like to. Oh uh, no! What it is? What it is is Raimi's are all just foreign things taking over people's minds, whether that's mm. science experiments, aliens, whatever. The Mark Webb movies, it's all Oscorp. 
and in the MCU oh, movies, it's all Stark employees. Like those are the three. <laughs> we're Stark related, right? Because yeah. yeah. I, I guess Vulture's not an employee, but it is. I the imagine they that. stray away from that in Far From Home, sh- or sorry, No Way Home. Surely, like I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's Alfred Molina, who is it's incredible back. as Doc Ock, is back as Doc Ock. He is confirmed is to be insane. Back. Um, and which confirmed? at the end, because yes. like I yes. had heard that, like, I don't know, I've heard so many mixed things on who's confirmed right. to be in that. Him movie. and Jamie Foxx Fox. are the two confirmed by trades. Gotcha. Marvel gotcha. has not confirmed anything, of course, mm-hmm. but, but those are the two that were confirmed by like you know, variety, you know, like yeah, bigger yeah. trades confirmed those two, which um, when and they and are Malena, reprising their roles. Yeah, when mm-hmm. he says, I will sort not of. die a monster at the end of this, right before he dies. Maybe it means two things now where he's not dying at all. He comes back somehow. Somehow. <laughs> well, somehow Doc Ock survived. <laughs> the thing is, we we do kind of know that the Electro is not going to be the same Electro. So there is a chance mm. the Doc Ock is not going to be the same Doc Ock. Right. Like why would one After... be different and one not be? everybody's favorite WandaVision twist of Ralph Boner. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. who knows what anybody's going to be? We, uh, we do know that they are playing those characters. That is, mm-hmm. that is the yeah. thing we know. But what form do they look like? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I think he's good in this movie. It's just, I, yeah. I, I forget about the it taking his brain over in the middle, and I get a yeah. little confused but that's like such an insanely difficult thing i think for an actor to play you know and make Mm -hmm. really clear um and i think he does his best but yes i agree what re-watching it as an adult in the middle i was like i don't know i feel like i've completely lost auto here (laughs) you know like the character as it started has just been yeah kind of pushed to the side but i think he's so so good in the beginning and the end absolutely and, and that's still, why we remember him as this i still moment. like mm-hmm. him in the middle too like he it, it is like this possession thing happening but i mean he's like he's funny and playful like the way he like drops aunt may and it's like oh, butterfingers <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's fun <laughs> and funny uh but i also like that he as, as a Spider-Man villain doesn't really care one way or the other about Spider-Man. Like he just wants to do his research. Like, like his arms, like they sort of like know what the task is and they're just going to do whatever it takes to like make that happen. And Spider-Man happens to get in the way because Harry happens to want Spider-Man dead. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What's I, interesting I, I is uh, Doc Ock in the, uh, at least where I'm reading right now in the comics, which is early nineties, he like very much hates Spider-Man. Like it is directed as Spider-Man, but you're right. Spider-Man mm-hmm. is just an inconvenience to him in this. It's not yeah, as targeted totally as Green doing Goblin. His own Which Green Goblin, he wanted the board members of Oscorp dead. And then yeah. he kind of just wanted to kill Spider-Man arbitrarily, like for no real reason. Yeah. It's kind of the criticism I, you, there. We we do kind of lose the villains plots a little bit in these Raimi movies. I, I think I think this um, is the case where we lose it the least, the least. I agree. I fully agree. Yeah. Um, But I think he's so focused on Peter's stuff that the villain stuff, mm-hmm. because the typical move in a sequel where you've established your 
superhero in an origin story is for the second movie to focus primarily on the villain, right? That's the Batman Returns is mostly about Catwoman and Penguin. That's mm-hmm. Dark Knight's mostly about the Joker. That's there's other examples that are not Batman, but I can't. Or the of Dark right World now. is like so totally about Malekith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Winter Soldier is not about really. not really, but, but, but Winter yeah. Soldier is kind of about Bucky <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah, it it happens here and there, and the, and this one just doesn't. It is still so much about mm-hmm. Peter, Doc and it's Doc just like such a small the, part of it. It's just like expanding on this power and responsibility theme that kind of defines this trilogy. And uh, yeah, that flashback dream sequence with Uncle Ben. Uh, it's, it was just a heartbreaking thing for him to look at Uncle Ben and say, I'm choosing the easy way instead of what you told me to do. And like, yeah, he's letting Uncle Ben down. It, it's it's really, really upsetting. There's a real like emotional core to these movies mm-hmm. that comes off to some people as being a little bit too sappy, maybe. But like, but no, it's just there's earnest. a real emotional earnest. Yes, earnest yeah. is a great word. Earnest core to these movies that we don't have in the modern MCU Spider-Man stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And we also have the train fight sequence, which is like the best action set piece I can mm-hmm. uh, think of, followed by one of the most touching moments in a superhero so movie. The, when he was falling forward and they catch him and then the kids yeah. say, we found yeah, something. Good. The, the heart of New York stuff that's in these movies yeah. is so good and so wanna, Spider-Man. Want to get to way. him, you got to go through me. <laughs> me too, <laughs> me too. I do love that. And then the immediate like, okay. okay and then you just, whoop. Yeah, <laughs> um, good. But yeah, that's something we've kind of lost. I was saying I was immediately, mm. whenever I saw Homecoming, I was so disappointed whenever we immediately like left New York and they're like, oh, field trip to Washington, D.C. And I was like, <laughs> I used to live yeah. up there. It's not that exciting. Can we yeah. go back to New York, please? Yeah. Like, and just from like a, a filmmaking uh, standpoint too, like some of the choices Raimi makes in all these fight sequences to have all these inserts of like the civilians that he's actively like saving. Like it, there was one just like cops and robbers chase sequence early on. And and you see like the close up of the woman who's like crouching right before the, the car gets caught. Uh, all these characters in New York have their own little beats and little moments throughout all these sequences. And it, it, it gives you like this sense that they're actually saving actual people. It, yeah. It's something that like Joss Whedon did a little bit in his like Avengers movies. Not mm-hmm. and He tried to do it in Justice League and it did not work at all. And it was Snyder bad ended up cutting it out. Um, well, but Snyder Cut has the Wonder Woman at the museum. Yes. Scene, which so rules. that's at least the saving scene. But yeah. I, I, I think where you were getting with this chat is a lot of modern superhero movies, general, both mm-hmm. sides of the aisle, do not have a lot of time spent saving normal people. Yeah. It's like Infinity War and Endgame is just this epic like battle of like yeah, people cool against battle. each other. And they're saving the world. Like let's definitely not, are saving the world, they're but saving are half also of not... the universe. But, right. but you, you don't lose like the individuality of like yeah. each yeah. life is important rather than like every life all together. You know yeah. what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, like in, even in Endgame, like, the shows have... right now, okay. they're not the, the shows right now, they're not even really doing it. They probably mm-hmm. will once that we get Miss Marvel or Hawkeye and yeah. stuff. But... but WandaVision was its own thing. It was just like, let's restore normalcy to the universe after right. Wanda broke it. 
uh and then falcon and winter soldier is like spy stuff it's spy stuff and there's yeah. not like on the ground saving i mean they save people for sure but they it's not mm-hmm. like there yeah. is a little bit more of i found a little bit more of individual individuality in wandavision just because you do get the whole like occasionally getting vision taking them out of the moment and like seeing that this is a real person who oh, is true. in this yeah. situation that's a good point that's a good yeah. point um but then you know i don't know by the just, end like, you do zoop, kind of lose back it inside. because then it is two <laughs> yeah. super people mm-hmm. bashing at each other again right. i don't know you know what i mean so yeah yeah and we mm-hmm. may get it at some point in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but right now it seems like we're still just very focused on mm-hmm. the spy super. And hey, it's really, it's, it's a really good show too. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm enjoying it too. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, okay, we should wrap up on Spider Man Two. Any last quick final thoughts um, on it? The music still slaps, continues to slap. The soundtrack specifically slaps. Like the score remains the best of all time. But yeah. The soundtrack, like the the raindrops falling on my head, classic yeah. little <laughs> moment. And so then there's that fun. song. It's so like of the era of like early two thousands, but it's like as he's like getting ready to go to the play, there's some song playing. I don't remember what it is. Well, we also have the Spider Man theme song sung in this one. Yeah. Yes. Which is good. <laughs> By a street performer. We are, violin. Chad. We are going. I'm I'm gonna say this on the pod so it makes us do it at some point. Future episodes will be dedicated to the soundtracks of these movies. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, like we'll, we'll, we'll the soundtracks, the score. I don't. I'm not intelligent enough to talk about the I classical can't talk, music. I can talk <laughs> about lyrics and I can yeah. talk about vibes, but if you're just talking about, yeah, I like, like the Spider-Man no, score good. quite a bit. It's good, but no, we we will have to talk about the soundtrack. Yeah, that's the sounds, thing. At some point. The thing, one of the very first things I wrote down on my very short note sheet, because I just got yeah. swept up in the movie very quickly, right. um, is that like having an iconic score with themes you recognize, like you mm-hmm. could sing the Spider-Man theme from the, the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Yep. You don't get that anymore in MCU. You also yeah. don't get like opening credit sequences like this one has. Which is cool. You know? no, I miss opening yes. credit sequences. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, just opening getting... credit sequences in these Spider-Man movies so far have been great. Yeah. Just um, getting like just pure score and like those comic drawings mm-hmm. in the opening. Totally just, like, setting sets the, the mm-hmm. mood perfect. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like I, yeah, I think we great. basically have the Avengers theme mm-hmm. and some of the um Wakanda music. Those yeah, whenever are the, the two Black bands. Panther drums come in, it's like, oh, yeah. Wakanda. The, the Ludwig Gorehands and stuff, which yeah, exactly. he's a great composer too. Right. You know, and so. then who is it who did the Avengers? It's mm. it's a big I think that's guy. Hans Zimmer. I think you're I'm right, not positive maybe. on that, but or maybe. is it like oh my god, I don't know. It's I'm gonna, gonna it's it gonna bother us until we find out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. <laughs> but I agree, like mm-hmm the what's iconic in the spider-man mcu movies um are them doing an or orchestral version of spider-man spider-man like you know yeah, yeah. it's alan savelstri okay oops <laughs> that's who does it that's it, that's it. Yeah. yeah uh zimmer did the dark knight scores right 
that's, yes. that's that's probably what that's I was why, confusing. That's in. why I agreed with you so quickly. <laughs> now, those Dark Knight scores are really good, but that's almost mm-hmm. a different era too, even though it was at the same time that yeah. the MCU yeah. launched. This came it out... still feels like a different era. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Totally different in tone. Yep. Um, uh, well, are we, we ready to wrap up? Yeah, we're ready to wrap yeah. up. Callie, where can people find you on social media or elsewhere? Um, I am on Twitter, Instagram at Callie Smith 92, I believe. Um, but I also write and podcast and stuff like that on uh Talk Film Society. Um, I have a Star Wars pod there, Igniting the Spark, which so far only has the nine um Skywalker movies up, but we're working on getting a season two going. <laughs> yes, I, I hope you do because because I I like I liked the show quite a yeah. bit and yeah. I liked being on it and I I know that I have texted you a couple times about things that are not in the current scope of the show where I'm yeah, always like you yeah. should do this and I, I here's the thing I I have a feeling once we're done recording we'll talk about um, yeah. some stuff on about yeah. that pod too. So. Sure. Sure. yeah but anyway so that i think that's that's all my plugs i think oh i'm on letterbox too i love letterbox it's you can also follow me on letterbox and other social media at chad a oliver you can listen to my other show the lord of the rings sentence uh where i read the books the lord of the rings one sentence at a time on a weekly basis uh shouldn't take too long to get through i don't think and light light reading <laughs> Yeah, some some light reading. Um, that's about Chad, it. Chad, you know I have read six books since, like, since you you've read. Probably not digesting them to the point, and you're certainly not I monetizing disagree. them or making content out of these books. So uh-huh, there's that too. Sure. Uh, Cody, where can people find you? You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Letterbox. It's just at Cody Lunsford because some posers didn't take my name first um and then you can listen to my other show that chad occasionally will show up to i guess uh called best pictures <laughs> where we talk about the i best only show movie. up in person not always <laughs> not always there yeah um <laughs> the uh where we talk about the best movies of our lifetime uh which is also a part of that might be cool productions as is this show we're glad to be a part of that network um, which also features Lord of the Rings Senates <laughs> and other shows. It's not just those three. There's Disaster yeah. Girls, there's Comic Book Workshop, uh, some good shows to yeah. listen to. The Disaster Girls just, just did us. Godzilla versus Kong. A month really ago, probably. Uh, so. It'll be like two weeks ago when this comes out. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was a really so good episode. So, Chad? Mm-hmm. Let's, yes let's before we go let me let me just uh share a little spider fact of the week to to leave you with uh did you know that some male spiders just want to be eaten you may have heard that black widows uh are known for cannibalizing their mates after they've you know done the deed uh they'll they'll eat their heads and some men uh the, the in the red widow they will force feed themselves to the female by placing themselves into her uh, mandibles and she'll spit them out. She might spit them out sometimes, uh, but he'll keep placing himself in there until she eventually eats him. To which I say, same girl. I was uh, just about to say relatable, I guess. <laughs> like, 
Good night. Don't let the radioactive spiders bite. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. We need to talk about Spider-Man. We need to talk about Spider-Man. That might be cool.com. You never know.